Hi everyone, I'm Yashvir, and welcome to our audio channel, The Bro Code. So what's this channel about? You know, the name suggests it's about your typical bro code. Rules followed by guys, right? But this one's deeper than that. I guess we want to discuss how we have grown through life, and how various situations have shaped us. You know, by the means of the podcast on this channel, we hope to say something meaningful and impactful that perhaps you can use in yours. So please join us in this inspiring journey. We hope it helps you in some way. Hi everyone, and welcome again to another podcast episode. Um, once again, I have with me um, Prashanth and Dean in the studio. Um, so, bidding you a warm welcome, guys. How have you been? Uh, I've been all right. Uh, busy, busy as hell, but uh, all right, surviving. Right, I mean, yeah, I'd say something is pretty similar on my side. Um, busy, but you know, keeping going. The weekends seem no, to disappear very quickly. <laughs> the weekend, true. the weekend is like a lunch break. It really is. Like you blink, you take two bites of a sandwich, and then it's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're 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 out of winter now. Um, we're in September. We're in spring. Um, Don't you know, my sinuses know it? <laughs> Changing seasons should bring good things, perhaps. I haven't really suffered with the sinuses this time, but I've been at home, so. Yeah, I mean, we've maybe that's what. Just finishing up our second vaccine shots, I guess. The next tomorrow, week. tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is on the sixth of October, so a little while, but nearly there. Yeah, that's cool. Mine's on the eighth, I think. My second shot, so. Yeah, we're oh, getting there, getting fully vaccinated, um, and then hopefully um, we should be out and about again. We're level two right now. Out and about. restrictions. Um, so mm. that's good, at least. So, yeah, I mean, like you guys just mentioned, um, weekends are too short, perhaps, you know. Mm. Um, and our topic today is you know, just about that, that mental fatigue. It's about... Um, going from one thing to the other and to the next and to the next and to the next without much, um, you know, thought of what that's doing to you. So, you know, I guess um, going into lockdown and coming out of lockdown, um, us working from home, where there's like minimum boundaries between work and home because you're in the same space. So, you know, you're just continuously at that grind and there's no, I guess, room for anything else so um my first question i guess then is um what is what is that what is mental fatigue to you um to any one of you um dean uh, i don't know good can i can i jump in yeah you go yeah, for dean, it, go for it. Go for it dean. mental fatigue it's for me like the first thing that comes to mind is just being sluggish um, you know, in terms of how quickly I think, how quickly I get to tasks, how quickly I complete tasks, um, levels of creativity seem to have fallen off a cliff. Uh, yeah, I'm about as 
I don't know, creative as stale bread. So at this point, it's just, you know, you hit a wall and you don't know how else to deal with it. I mean, you're tired mentally, but physically you've got energy. You just can't seem to find that level of efficiency you used to have. Is that your take as well, Gritch? No, I, I, I want to add to that. I, I, I view... I view mental fatigue as, as like different levels, right? Like Dean's level is like, you know, I'm just, I'm just tired. Right. And I need like a little week off or something to like reset, you know, like, I mean, Dean, if you had a week off with that reset, you probably, you know, I would put myself into a small coma, but yeah. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, essentially, however you reset, whether it's like bungee jumping or whether it's like uh, sleeping for like a week. It, it that's your reset right yeah like just quiet yeah. My, my reset yeah right so i i i have like i i understand fatigue differently in terms of this there's a level of mental fatigue where like you you're literally just like every couple of months you need a little break for a while because it just like resets you right yeah. but then there's also the level of mental fatigue where you're like guy i just don't want to do this no more you know like I'm yeah. mentally fatigued, like uh, I'm mentally fatigued to the point where if I do another one of whatever I do, right, I'm just going to like, uh, I'm going to implode, right? Um, and I see that as different levels of fatigue, like, uh, but it's, it's not only work related, you know, I think there's also mental fatigue in terms of life, right? So I, I keep doing the same thing every day, whether it's like, uh, I, I wake up, I do my work, I eat, I I do some exercise and then I go to sleep, you know, and then you keep getting into the same thing. And then after a while, your, your mind sort of just like gets tired of it, you know, and you don't enjoy it. It's, it's where you doing something that you just don't necessarily enjoy, but you have to do it. Right. And then you're tired of it, but you keep doing it because you have to do it. Right. Essentially you keep running yourself into the ground and that's where, I, that's what I see as mental fatigue. Right. Because you're just, you're just tired of doing the same thing over and over and over again. Right. And like, if you look at, you look at all those people that are like, <clears throat> all those people that are like, no, I love my job and that they do. And the people that don't care how much they get paid because whatever they're doing is fun. Right. That's passion. You rarely find that those people get mentally fatigued in their day jobs. Right. Because everything is fun for them. It was, we get tired of stuff and then we're like, oh, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Because if you look at your job, it's not really what you want to do. Right. I'm just using a job as an example, but there's other areas in your life. Like, um, <clears throat> uh, sometimes when, even when I play games and stuff, there's only so many days you can play games before you get tired of it, you know? Um, yeah. or, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it, the repetition becomes tiring for you. And I see it as if you make it, if the repetition is so much that you get tired of something, you've reached a point of mental fatigue and you need a break from that. That's how I see so it. So one one part one part is then is mind, right? So um, which will which will obviously delve into a bit later. Um, so Dean mentioned some physical cues. Um, I mean, and in part, um, it's the feeling, I guess, of tiredness and and others. Um, mm. So what have, what what other, I guess, physical cues have any of you experienced when when you're in this particular state? Besides tiredness, um, I guess lackluster performance, like Dean mentioned, what other physical cues have you all noticed within yourselves? 
depression, anger, irritation, frustration, um, you know, all of those things is, that are... Is that all at uh, once? Is it all at once or is it... Is it no, you um, can have them at different stages. Like some people get frustrated, right? But they won't necessarily be like sad about it. They'll just be upset, right? Yeah. And then some people are like, uh, I'm just angry. Some people are just like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not angry, but I'm sad, you know? Because I can't get out of whatever I'm doing. And this is not necessarily job related. I mean, you can get mentally fatigued from relationships, man. Um, yes. Uh, uh, as an example. And you can be like, I'm just tired of being in the same relationship all the time because I'm not getting any joy from it. Yeah. You know? And you don't necessarily get frustrated by it, but you're sad about it because there's no way out, right? Unless you choose a way out. Well, I mean, there's always um, a way out, I guess, in that situation, you know, to choose to, no, no, to, choose to end something you know, that's not working for you. Yeah. No, but you know how some people are, they like, they don't want to leave because they can't, they're either scared or they can't find something else outside or yeah. um, it, it's, uh, it, they won't, they don't think they'll find anything better or, sure. you know, I don't know, that's how I see it. Uh, so I guess there's a, there's a lot of, I guess, um, feelings that you mentioned, you know, um, Mm-hmm. and those are some things that perhaps you felt um did, did you notice that it was more every day i think before? i cycle well, through well, those I mean, emotions I mean... on a daily basis i mean i was actually i was actually going to ask um pre-covid and and during covid um did you notice it more now or, or what's the what's the occurrences like before and during it took longer during for, for me personally it took a lot longer to get to the point during COVID than pre-COVID because I used to hit the burnout mm-hmm. periodically every year at a certain mm-hmm. time um, whereas with COVID I think having that space and distance and space to myself meant that I I wasn't as mentally drained and maybe the answer to the first question you asked is what is mental fatigue is like mental fatigue for me looking at it now as we're talking and discussing it you have a reservoir of mental energy and fatigue is when that reservoir is drained and you haven't mm-hmm. taken the time to fill it up again mm-hmm. um and i find that my mental reservoir of energy was drained slower when i was not going into the office and you know like dealing with a lot of people and stuff <clears throat> so it took longer to get to that point it's not like it didn't happen it just took longer Um, so, you know, you, you guys have mentioned, I guess you've touched on some of the causes um, that led you to some of those those mental fatigue states. Um, I mean, like you'll have mentioned, a lot of, lot of different things. Um, but in your lives in particular, um, what are some of the ways that, is, that they have manifested themselves as? So you mentioned, for example, relationships, work, etc. But what are the other significant manifestations of, of, of this to cause you to break down, I guess? Uh, I wouldn't say breakdown as such for me. It's just, uh, I, 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 okay, yeah, it is breakdown, right? Um, it, it happens in, for me, it happens in every avenue. Um, 
and, and it will happen in every avenue because I'm the type of person that I explore every avenue of my life as much as I can. But at some point, if you don't like continuously make breakthroughs, right, then it just becomes like a grinding sort of process, right? You can talk about relationships, you can talk about friendships, you can talk about family, you can talk about work, you can talk about exercise, you can talk about food. You know, at some point, you're going to get tired of doing the same thing all the time, right? And you need to take a break from stuff and then you can revisit it. It's not saying that whatever it is that you're dealing with is bad, right? It's just that uh, <clears throat> you, there's very few people that can do the same thing all the time, every day, their whole life, right? And even things that you have passions with will frustrate you sometimes because they're not easy, right? Like I love doing certain things. I like playing games. I like making pizza, whatever it is. But even at times you get frustrated with stuff because it's like I'm hitting a wall or I feel like I'm doing the same thing all the time or I'm not progressing or, you know, take a break. Because at some point, you, you keep thinking the same way. Remember when we were doing designs and stuff at campus, you go take a break for a little while, even though like you didn't have to think about whatever it is that you're doing. And then you come back and you look at it with fresh eyes, right? And then all of a sudden you make a breakthrough. But that's how I, that's how I see it. And like Dean is saying, with everything, there's a sort of reservoir, right? And at some point that reservoir runs out. So it's sort of like you need to spend an appropriate amount of time with each thing, right? And then when you find that the reservoir is dropping low, go do something else. Actually, this reminds me, when I was seeing a psychologist, she said, listen, everything in your life is always going to have some sort of, as Dean says, some energy reservoir, right? Whether it's the thing that you love, right? Or it's the thing that you hate. The thing that you love, the reservoir empties slower, right? The thing that you hate, the reservoir empties faster, right? And it's how you manage the time that you're spending with the things that you hate and the things that you love. If it's a thing that you hate, you'll naturally try to do it quicker, right? So you'll finish it quicker, right? But your reservoir will end faster. So if, if there's something that you hate, spend less time doing it, but do it more effectively or as, as effectively as possible, and then spend more time doing the things that you like. So she actually encouraged me to do things like painting and spending time doing more... Um, you know, uh, things with my hands and being more creative because it explores a side of you that allows, it fills up your cup in other, other avenues. So the things that you hated before would get filled up because you were spending more, your, your energy in that avenue would be replenished because you're spending more time doing something else that's a different part of your chemical side, chemical brain, right? Yeah, just on that, as you were saying it, um, something that came to mind is that another reason why your sort of reservoir energy reserves drains quicker when you have to do something that you don't want to do is a lot of people put off doing it and it's mm -hmm. sort of that procrastination in a sense kind of subtly drains energy without you realizing it and then it gets even harder and harder to do the things you don't want to do and then eventually when you do it you feel like you have no energy to do it and you have to force yourself and it's just like this vicious cycle that constantly drains you so i like that uh, i like that um there's that management plan that you've just mentioned there mm -hmm. for things that I guess you find that are mentally draining or boring or whatever, um, where you do them as efficiently and effectively as possible in the shortest amount of time that you can spare, I guess, and then move on to things that excite you where your reservoir is uh, extended in those areas. So I think I think anyone listening, that's 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 
that's an incredible, I guess, uh, example to use and to perhaps enact in their own lives. Um, so are some people more prone to mental fatigue than others? Um, weaker mindsets, maybe stronger mindsets versus stronger mindsets? Uh, did you want to go? Lifter more prone to get tired quickly if he tries to do comrades than a long distance runner. Sorry, yeah. say again? It's probably... So the, the analogy is like, is a power lifter more prone to getting tired quicker if he tries to do like long distance running, a long distance runner, for example. Though, anyway, my point is that if you're not geared to do something and you're, you're needing to do it, uh, and it's not something you naturally enjoy doing, it will beat you quickly. And a lot of people find themselves in situations where they've got to do stuff. And if it's a have to, it's a grudge thing that they have to do. It's not a, I want to do this. It's a, I have to do this. And that's naturally going to deplete you a lot quicker than anyone who's enjoying life and doing things that you know they want to do. It's the perfect answer, I think. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> I took a really long-winded approach, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, the statement that you made pretty much sums it up. The, the yes. everybody's going to have mental fatigue and aspects of things that they're just not good at. Or yeah, they're going to have quick, quicker me mental fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. It's like spot on. Literally. So uh, to answer Yasha's question, yes, everybody has mental fatigue and nobody's faster than anybody else. It just depends on what you're good at and what you're not good at, what you like doing and what you don't like doing. Yeah. That's great. I guess, I guess that I love that analogy as well. The, the, yeah. the weight, the power lifter and the comrades, comrades running. Money, money, money. <laughs> well, one's carrying a lot they, more weight. Than yeah. Yeah, there, there is a lot of way to, oh, oh, um, there, there is a way to counter that though. Um, but it's like programming, you have to program yourself um, to you like, stop. So you've all watched that video of Simon Sinek saying, you know, I, I, I used to think of like giving speeches as like uh, something that you fear. But if you look at the emotions for fear and the emotions for excitement, they're sort of the same. Right. He says something about your hands get flustered, you start sweating, your heart rate goes up. Right. They're the same experiences that you have when you're excited. Right. And when you're scared of doing something. So what he said he did was, and I don't know if I can do this because I'm a bit of a, I'm one of those what what will happen to me thing sort of people. But um, he said that what he did was basically anytime he felt fear to do something, he trained himself to understand that that is also the same as excitement. So now he basically every time he feels fear, he actually taught taught himself to 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 understand that that's excitement instead of fear. So he looks at it that way. So you program yourself in the avenue where you actually become this person that starts getting excited by doing stuff that they uh, don't necessarily normally do. So you sort of uh, cut through the, the reservoir stage and say, let me explore this as much as I can, right? And then if I'm bad at it, I can either choose to, like Joe Rogan says, I love doing stuff that I'm bad at because it allows me to push myself. So you can become one of those persons. So it's like a tiered, right? You first have to get over the excitement. Then once you're there, you have to choose whether you like doing it or not. But some people like doing stuff they're good at and some people like doing stuff that they're bad at. Just to Some people like to improve and some people like to become perfectionists. So it's like two, it's two aspects. But if you take the understanding that you'll never always be good at everything, but understand that fear is something that you can just 
mistreat for excitement or mistreat excitement for fear, then all of a sudden you you sort of cut you sort of start cutting through those reservoirs of of running out of energy quickly and start spending time focusing on the things that you that you are doing. I like that. I don't know how to actually but it's simple, do it for myself, but I quite like it. it. It's, it's simpler said than done. It's, a, it's like pro, that's why I said it's difficult because mm-hmm. you have to program yourself. You have to literally be one of those people that consistently throws himself into difficult scenarios, right? And then learns how to adapt to them while he's doing it. But even if you shit and you make a mistake, it's better that you did it than you didn't do it. But you have to be one of those people that likes to throw himself into those scenarios or herself. And then does that does that particularly help with? Um, I, I know you mentioned fear and um, excitement, um, but does does that particularly help with um, the feeling of you know that 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 draining feeling? Yeah. So men, the the fatigue comes in when, <clears throat> like we said, you've exhausted all the energy that you can in an avenue. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and I think it 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 will help initially, right? It'll initially help you gauge how much energy you can have for something that you're gonna do. But eventually, you will get fatigued. If you if you're gonna do something brand new, right? Say for example, I uh, <clears throat> love playing chess, right? And you don't love playing chess, or you're new to chess. I'm gonna beat you fifty times out of fifty the first fifty games we play. Right. It's up to you to decide whether you have the pensions to actually continue. Right. And mental fatigue comes in after that, where I'm going to learn as much as I can about chess. Right. And then I'm going to beat the other guy. Right. Because I'm new. Then you go and you start learning about chess. But at some point you become tired of it because you're like, there's only so much I can learn. And then I go play him and then I lose. And then I lose 27 times out of 30. Right. Then you're like, okay, I'm still mentally fatigued. But how you get over that is like you have to you have to take a break, go back to it, practice, take a break, go back to it, practice. But the, the mental fatigue doesn't come in initially. Um, it comes in after spending enough time with something that you just, you're like, I need a break from this. Otherwise, <clears throat> I'm going to run into a wall and then I'm just going to run into the ground, right? Some people may not have mental fatigue in that aspect because they're so determined. But... Um, I find it rare that someone doesn't get tired of doing something all the time. Is that fatigue or saturation? I would say saturation, probably. I mean, I don't actually I mean, know the difference in this context. Related, then? Could, could yeah, I mean, is it, is it two sides I mean, of the same coin? We might be thinking it's saturation when it's actually mental fatigue. I mean, you know, one person's definition of mental fatigue could include saturation um, to a point. Yeah, I, maybe I see it as mental fatigue, but it might be saturation. To me, they're the same. Mm-hmm. So um, now you you mentioned um, going down down like a like a spiral sort of thing. What are the consequences of of a fatigued mind? What are the consequences of um, you know constantly beating your head against the wall sort of thing? Rubbish performance. Yeah. <laughs> um, mistakes. Mistakes. Yeah. Said, okay. So okay. So remember, we're dealing with uh, there's, there's a wide variety of things here, right? There's work. There's there's relationships. There's etc. 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 So um, 
do you want to speak to each of those topics like for example work first and then relationships and then the other factors the other um, portions of life yeah so i think work is simple dean explained it's like performance right you're you're just going to be like no i don't want to do this today i'm going to take as long as i can to do something and it's going to take me forever because i'm just not there mentally and i don't want to do this right yeah, I mean that that's fair. In in friendships and relationships, it's sort of similar, you know. I mean, you you don't give the people in your life the time because you're sort of avoiding spending more time with them because you're frustrated being around them, right? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> or you're fatigued being around them because you can't keep you can't maintain those energy levels all the time. For me, the, the friendship and family one's complicated because, like, the work one is fairly straightforward. You know, there's a performance issue. I can see that my level of problem solving isn't as high as it normally is. I I take longer to do things. My answers are less creative. There's you can write down all the things, right? But it's fairly cut and dry. Um, <clears throat> whereas with the family and friends thing, it's more. There's not as much enthusiasm, um, and like Prashant's saying, that you know you you don't want to or you can't necessarily give as much as you normally want to and with that also comes you know feelings of pressure and guilt that you can sometimes feel like you know like maybe i should try and do more or maybe i should be more present or maybe a little bit more enthusiastic or you know i wish i had more energy to do this um and that that's that's a lot harder to deal with well i have a question mm -hmm. so <clears throat> do you see is there uh, is there the element of wanting in mental fatigue or is mental fatigue to you something where there's no wanting or does wanting play a part, right? So if, if I, uh, you understand what I mean or should I just give you an example? I know what you mean. Um, hmm. It's not that I don't want to perform. It's just that I feel like I can't. I feel spent. And it's like yeah. I want to do more. Like the want is there. It's the... Hmm ability to do more seems to be removed or curtailed heavily um, okay so does that <clears throat> does wanting play a part in mental fatigue or does want is wanting the underlier of mental fatigue or is wanting the underlier of uh, saturation because then there's a clear definition between the two uh, I, I see where you're going with this but i think with saturation there's no want but with mental at least okay the way i see it right when i'm saturated i don't want to do more Whereas mental fatigue, I want to do more. I just feel like I can't. So but wanting is actually in. Okay, so the act of wanting is in saturation and not in fatigue. Because whether you want to or not in fatigue, you can't. But whether you want to or not in saturation, you can. Okay, but in fatigue, you yes. want. In saturation, you don't. Yeah, but you see, the thing is, is that <clears throat> in fatigue, whether you want to or you don't want to, you can't. Right, so wanting is removed from the scenario. No, I don't agree with that um, because I'm looking at it as like a as an and, and and or situation. Whether you want to or you can't, you can't, right? Yeah. So yeah. wanting is essentially irrelevant, right? Whereas with yeah 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 <laughs> with saturation, I want to or I don't want to. But if I want to, then I'll, I'll somehow end up doing it. If I don't want to, I'm gonna stretch it out as long as I can before I actually end up doing anything. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> you know, in one scenario you can't, and in one scenario you can, but you have a yeah. choice. Yeah, you have a choice. So choice is essentially the difference between fatigue and saturation, right? 
So if you have the element of choice in doing something and you can't do it, essentially you're fatigued in that avenue. Yes, but the thing is, with fatigue, it's a strange one because it's, uh, I don't know if I say I, if you absolutely say you can't, it's just like I feel like I can't. Yeah, so, <clears throat> no, but if you feel like you can't, but you can, then then it's a choice, right? Well, I don't, it's, it's hard. To, okay, so hang on. I'm just, yeah. you work as an example, right? I still have deliverables. I still have deadlines. They don't go away. Mm. And even though I feel like I can't, you end up pushing yourself and you meet your deadlines and you, you get through the work. But mm. you feel really, really spent at the end. It's not a case of, you know, I'm making a choice not to do something. I'm actually making a choice to do something. Whereas in saturation, you make a choice not to do something. Yeah, so the, the way I see it is, is okay, I, I understand exactly what you're saying, right? I think <clears throat> we're just on different sides of the same coin because the way I see it is you're saturated, right? But you can push yourself. Whereas if you're fatigued, right? Literally, no matter what you try to do, you're mentally broken. You can't do anything. Yeah, I think that's complete and utter fatigue. Like you talked yeah. about earlier, levels to it. I mean, yeah, you reach yeah, 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 sure. nothing you can do. You can't make the possibility. <laughs> That point you yeah. yeah but isn't that what we consider fatigue right yeah that's that's it that's when you reach the limit of fatigue and there's nowhere else to go so essentially the level of the the two levels within fatigue is saturation first and then fatigue after that i still feel like they're different but they each have different levels like you you yeah. reach a level of fatigue where you're able to still push through but you get diminishing returns and then you reach the the wall where you just cannot, no matter whether you want to or not, doesn't really matter. You just, like you said, the want is removed at that point. You can't do anything further. Yeah. Whereas with separation, I don't know what that wall looks like. Like you just, you cannot take on anymore. Mm. I mean, so it, it basically, it basically so, comes down to, it basically comes down to choice at the end of the day, right? Yeah. But if you hit complete fatigue, you don't really have a choice, do you? But that that's what I mean, right? So if we're talking about the, the scale of fatigue, right, from 1 to 100, right, anywhere along the line between 0 and 99, there's choice, right? Yeah. And then 100 is fatigue, right? So if we remove saturation from the equation, the only other difference is choice, right? Because the end of the line for saturation is the same end of the line for fatigue. So they essentially did the same item. But well, if it? you're talking about, <clears throat> well, I would, if, if we're looking at it that way, and the only underlier becomes choice, because there's like two different things, right? I'm running a race, right? And I, I can run, but I'm like, I'm laboring and I'm out of breath, right? And I just don't want to do this anymore. So I'm like, okay, I'm done. I don't I want to stop, right? Then there's the other guy who's like, I'm going to run no matter how much air I have left and no matter how much energy I have left, but he still doesn't reach the finish line because his legs cramp and he can't run. <clears throat> Well, which one is that? So that's fatigue to me, right? Whereas saturation is like, okay, I'm reaching this point where I've just reached saturation, but I can't, I don't want to break the ceiling. So that's like the person saying, I've had enough of the first, but I'm not tired. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm not tired. I'm just like, uh, like one aspect of me is not tired, but I've exacerbated like my breath and like my, my willingness to do something. So my choice to do something. But technically, I haven't run myself into ruin. Like my legs aren't cramping. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm still not 100% clear on this, to be honest. Like, I think yeah, I understand yeah, fatigue I, well. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's the person has the capacity to do more, 
but when they hit the wall, they make a choice to call it quits and be like, you know what, I'm yeah. I'm not getting anywhere. I have the energy to do it. I just don't want to. Uh, where like with saturation, it's it's almost coming from a place of privilege, where you make you say, I don't want to do anymore. Like I can, but I just don't feel like I want to. Whereas with fatigue, it's just you you, it's a place of lack. Like I do not have yeah. the energy to do this. And if I need to force myself, then I'm pulling energy from somewhere else. And I can get it done. So that that's how that's how I see it as well. That's essentially how I see it as well. But I, I see saturation as sort of a I need to break the barrier before I can continue. Whereas fatigue is I can't break any more barriers. I'm done. Yeah, like I've got to borrow resources to carry on. Yeah, correct. I need other legs to run. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do agree with you in that sense. So saturation is sort of you can get saturated, but you can break the ceiling. Whereas fatigue is fatigue, and I'm done after that. I can't. I, I'm like, I'm my tires are falling. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I I agree with that then. One is exhaustion, and one is boredom. Essentially, yes. Right. So another so, word for mental fatigue is mental exhaustion. Yeah. Right. So that's yeah. the right word. Right. So yeah, I, I think that that's the way it should be viewed. But I don't know. Look, we we're not pros at this, right? Yeah, we, have, we have different we have different views on this whole thing. I mean, like, um, for example, I'm gonna throw in my view of saturation, and I'm gonna use an analogy here um, of water and sugar. Um, you can add, um, you can keep adding teaspoons of sugar to water, um, and there'll be a point where there'll be more sugar than water can absorb, and that to me is saturation. You can still create okay. caramel. Dean, I'm not talking about caramel here. I'm talking about cold water, and 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 so this thing. So so for me, that saturation where you can try and add more things in, but nothing is going to get absorbed, and you can't. There's nothing at that point any further. Um, so that's that's my definition of saturation. And then fatigue. It's very similar to what what Prash just mentioned as well. But then, what's what's your what's your evaluation of fatigue in that scenario? Of sugar and water. Um, okay, so in that scenario, so I just explained saturation. Mine yeah. is, um, I just don't, I, I won't add any more uh, sugar to the water at, at that point. Once I reach my saturation point, I'm done. Right. Okay, there. so you view them as a couple of things. So once you've reached saturation, you've essentially reached fatigue. But yes, uh, not uh, adding I, I, more I, is at that fatigue. Point, at that point, I know, I, I know that limit. So, so in my situation, then I, I, I know the limit. Um, I can it protect sounds myself like one, from going it sounds like one is how much you can take in and one is how much you can dish out um, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I would actually I think that's that's probably the best way to the best way you summed it up one is basically internal one is external right yeah but but that's like I said we have three three um you know, analogies on how we arrive at, at what our definitions are for fatigue and things like that. I think I like the last one, which is a combination of all of them. But yeah, <laughs> yeah it true. makes it, it does. It really does make the most sense, because if you look yeah. at it from an internal point of view, I've reached my saturation limit from an internal view, point of view. I'm fatigued. I can't keep going. That's the external point of view. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's helpful in that sense, because then, you know, you can at least label whatever it is you have and then you know what the course of action is. One is to either, I mean, if you're fatigued, you have to rest. But if you're saturated, 
then you either change the cup or you, you add heat or you add more water. There's other there's things that you can do. Like yes. Different perspective yeah. to continue going. Um, yeah. Whereas if you're fatigued, then there's a different remedy that you need to apply. Yeah, I, I, I agree so with before, that. Before we, uh, before we, before we touch on the uh, on, on that, what you just mentioned now, Dean. So keep that in the in, in the back of your pocket. Um, mm-hmm. What's the absolute disaster state for you for a person uh, who's completely fatigued? And, and Dean, you mentioned you you hibernate, so uh, that which means you perhaps experienced extreme fatigue before. What did, what did that look like for you? And what is that extreme state? Uh, you don't want to deal with anything or anyone. You just, you just need peace and quiet for yourself. Like you kind of lock yourself. Well, I say you, I mean, I mean myself, you lock yourself away. Um, and you just, basically you just do whatever you need or whatever you, it's a very, almost like an intuitive thing. Like you sleep as much as you feel like you need to sleep. You don't necessarily eat in a particular fashion. You just eat whatever you want at that point. It's like your decision-making goes into comfort mode, complete comfort mode. And then after that, you're going to go, okay, well, what do I need for myself now? Do I need to go take a walk? Do I need to go watch a movie? What do I need to do for myself to get myself moving again? Um, What's that that length of time and what's... or is, if it even is time related, um, it's not for me. Or what's um, that feeling related, or uh, like how long do you think, or how long have you needed in the past, and what does that trigger for you to move, um, particularly out of that state? So it's hard to measure the exact time because you know you kind of hit that fatigue and then you hit a maintenance level between like so it was always we call it uh, like where I work in ad, I work at an ad agency. We call like the September October period like purgatory, because you're not quite at December, but you're still got like a couple of busy periods ahead of you. So you're kind of in no man's land. Um, so you got to figure out how do I get through purgatory, um, and it's about just planning so that you can deliver whatever you need to and hit December, and then from December you go into recovery mode, and usually by January I'm fine. Um, when in January that tends to vary. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, you need separation from the environment. So for me, it was, you know, I drive down to Durban, see the family, go to the beach. The beach does a lot of work. My goodness. Just like being at the ocean, like the most relaxing thing, the smell of the, that salt in the air. I don't know how, but it just fixes stuff on the inside. It's difficult to explain, but anyone who's been through this and has gone to the beach for sanctuary knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, seeing family, seeing friends, um, catching up with people without the knowledge of, or without knowing, like, you know, innately that I don't have to go to work on Monday. Like we're all on leave and we all, the priority is actually just to spend time, catch up with each other and relax, uh, you know, go to Bryce. There's usually a congestion of football fixtures, which is fantastic. You know, we all sit around the couch and shout at the, the TV at once, which is nice. Um, there's a bunch of things that, you go through as a healing process or as a recovery process and that kind of resets you and then as you know that that's drawing to a close and you drive back to your Joburg, you're kind of in the frame of mind like okay i've recovered i'm ready uh, i'm excited for whatever the new year has to offer there's also a lot of positive energy around resolutions i know that tends to fall off a cliff towards the end of january but at that moment in time everyone's feeling optimistic and happy 
And uh, is that is that the same for, uh, with you, Prash? Or similar, no. similar train of events, even? No, I, I, I think that it's very different for different people. Like some people, yeah. when they get... Um, when they get to the point of like complete um, tiredness or whatever, I'm somebody that like takes days off to like um, clean my house and like um, I don't necessarily sleep more. I actually sleep less because I'm up doing stuff. I'll go do things that are fun for me, right? I think it's I think it's more of each person has their own space, like Dean says. He has his own space. He goes to the beach. He goes spends time with his family. That is his reservoir refiller, right? Other people have different reservoir refillers. I like to clean my house. Yes, spending time with my family is one of them, but I necessarily don't sleep more. I actually sleep less. And I do more stuff with my time because I feel like the more time I have doing stuff that's creative, the more I fill my spare time and my mental energy. And I actually have more energy doing the stuff that um, uh, I enjoy, then I need to sleep less, right? So recharging myself is actually sort of counter, counter intuitive because I don't need to like rest to gain energy. I need to do stuff that's more creative to gain energy, right? So it's different for different people. And I feel like every person needs to know what replenishes them <clears throat> and what drains them and then know the, the play between the two. So when you find that you're too drained, go and do something that replenishes you. And I think that's, that's probably how, that's how I see it, right? And I think Dean's example of going to the beach and like, spending time in a place where he can like think about all the stuff and then absorb it right and then like get mental um closure for it and then put it behind him so that whatever comes in front of him he can deal with <clears throat> yeah I mean, there's, there's, there's very degrees right i mean like dean's um social oriented in some instances um whilst you are solo yeah. oriented um if, yeah, yeah. You, just, you mentioned something actually quite cool there, which is um, you know dealing with with challenges, I guess, uh, or actually putting them to rest, and then you know waiting things that are in front of you. Um, yeah, because how are you going to how are you going to address the fatigue if you don't mentally deal with it? Yes, you can't so just ignore actually, it. It's not actual mental yeah. knowledge. Yeah. You know, it's not like just yeah. brain drain yeah. sort of thing. Where yeah. You just do dumb things. Yeah. Dean's not going home and then, yeah, Dean's not going home and forgetting about all the problems that he had, right? He goes home, so he still got it in his mind, but he, he like closes the book on all those things, right? One by one. And then once they're closed, he can spend time with his family, go and smell the salt of the earth, like he says, right? And then when he comes back, he's refreshed. There's other people who like go away for a holiday, get completely smashed for two weeks and come back. And it's like, oh, is me. My life is back to normal, right? That is not dealing with your saturation and your fatigue. That is literally just ignoring the problem. That's worse, right? <clears throat> yeah, we'll come back at you if you don't. Yeah, because you essentially just put everything on hold for two weeks, which is, which is worse. Yeah, you just covered it with a big blanket and it was like, I'm going to Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an ostrich with the head in the sand. <laughs>
Yeah, I can't see you. You can't see me. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That's a problem. Uh, that that I see as a problem. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I'm I'm different from Dean. I sleep less. I I do more by myself. I mean, you you just mentioned like your 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 psychologist said you know be more creative. Yeah, well, she she used to push me in that avenue because she was like, "Listen, you're not exploring your creative." Because, like, as an engineer, most of the time it's math, science, um, uh, designs, reports. You know, it's all analytical stuff, right? And <clears throat> as a, as an engineer, you don't get to explore that that normally creative side. Yes, you get to do innovation, right? But it's not like you get to go and draw and spend time in nature and like write poetry or read a book or, or, well, you read textbooks, but you don't get to read like books about the stuff that you like. So if you don't get that aspect of creativeness, yeah, everything is left-brained, right? When everything is left-brained, if you don't spend time on the right-hand side, it's like you're literally playing with half your your powers, your half your uh, emotions, half your chemistry. Uh, what's the word? Um, no, we can use use chemistry. I'm thinking of like, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, your your creative side has some, your hormones. Hormones, that's the one. So you're playing with you only playing with half your hormones, and that that becomes a problem because when you have a hormone imbalance, naturally you become fatigued faster, right? Sure. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I was you know I was hundred percent leading leading down the um, the brain part there uh, and utilization. Of the correct areas of your brain, yeah. Um, you know, I I picture, um, for example, um, if anyone can picture, I guess a, a map of the brain, and a live MRI scan, and when doctors ask you questions mm. to stimulate different parts of your brain, it's exactly the same thing. Mm. You know, when you're asked a question about uh, what makes you happy, then one part of your brain lights up and things like that. So, stimulating different parts of your brain is e- exceptionally healthy. Um, and, and what your psychologist was, was actually suggesting was you working on those areas to bring that balance mm, to mm. your life. Mm. You need that though. Yes, no, I 100% agree with that. I didn't know, you see, like, I didn't, I didn't think about things like that back then, right? So I never, I never viewed balance as something that like everybody needs. Right. I always viewed it as this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm going to keep doing. Right. And a lot of people say double down on your strengths and stuff, which is fine. Right. But there's only so much you can double down on your strength until you reach that point. Right. Where you like, I'm, I'm at a wall. I need a break. Right. So doubling down on your strengths is great, but you need balance. Just like we said, the last discussion, as much as you enjoy the happiness stuff, you must also experience the sad stuff. Right. It's the same with your hormones and your emotions, but also your your fatigue levels. You must go in the opposite direction because if you don't, you basically pulling one side of yourself and the other side is staying where it is. It's like being a you know those guys that arm wrestle and they only use their right arm. You see those those have like huge right biceps but no left bicep, <laughs> right? It's the same thing. You like you like you 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 completely building muscles on one side, and the other side is like like flattened to hell right and that sort of you're not using your full powers so then i mean it's it's just training yourself then to to be an all-rounder 
um, and then somehow know your limits. So, so how can you train yourself to know your limits for your, for your <clears throat> fatigue states? Oh. Do you want to go for it or? <laughs> no, I, no, I, I, I have an answer. A difficult one, right? because no, no, we, I have an answer. You, it's simple. It's yeah. six. It's mis yeah. you just keep you keep going until you're tired of something, and then you go to something else. It's literally that. You'll find that. Isn't that saturation? Yeah. yeah, but that's it. That's exactly what it is. You would work, right? So, so saturation then is your is your is your key indicator before fatigue. For me, either way, uh, if you find fatigue yes. and saturation as a point, right, whether it's internal or external, right, sometimes you can hit internal before you hit external. You know that. Someone can keep giving you work, but you reach fatigue first, right? Or someone can give you as much work as you want, right? Um, or they can load you and you're only 50% loaded, but you you like... Uh, um, how am I saying this? I'm saying this the wrong way around, aren't I? I've had enough of this sort of thing. I've had enough of this. Uh, you can give me as much as you want, but I've had enough of it, right? I've had enough of it in the first 5%, right? So it's, it, it's for me, it's it's whether you reach your saturation of fatigue, but it's in every avenue. But you must go, you must swing, you must use the seesaw, right? So if you go to the left-hand side where you always do work, right? When you get tired of doing work, go spend some time doing the other thing, right? If it's drawing i like doing puzzles right because they have colors they have shapes it's creative for me and it's not using the left hand side of my brain so puzzles and stuff like that yes it's analytical but it's not to the point where i'm working on numbers it's i'm putting one shape into another shape right so it's me visually accepting something and it allows me mental downtime, right, to not have to deal with the number stuff. So that when I go back to the number stuff, and this is the cool thing about the human brain, is that when you take a break from something, it's just like any other muscle. It grows. So the next time you do it, you have more pensions to do something. Mm -hmm. Right? So like muscles, like muscles when you train in the gym, I spent 10 hours doing work, right? I'm not saying that you're going to at some point be spending three days doing work. That's not the thing, obviously. You'll still reach fatigue before that. But um, it's like I can do 10 and a half hours worth of work before I get tired of it because you've you've emotionally allowed yourself to grow at both sides. That's the way I see it, right? Do you see that as, as well, Tim? Is it the same for you? So what was the actual question? It was around how do you know your limits, right? Or how do you find them? No, how, how do you train yourself to 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 find that limit firstly, and then you know uh, recognize the cue, and then you know shift. Um. Okay, so I've always I've never viewed a limit as something that was set in stone. A limit is movable, right? It's a limit today is not the same as a limit tomorrow. Um, you can expand that capacity. So. Fatigue is a marker that always moves and you can hit fatigue quicker on some days because the reservoir has been empty for a while, but the reservoir can continuously grow and you just need to spend more time filling it up. Um, regarding saturation, that limit there, for me, that is again still a choice. It's a choice of me not wanting to do it because maybe there's not enough value coming out of it or I don't feel like it's something that I just personally want anymore. And then I've just had had enough of it and I just need to stay, take a step back. Mm -hmm. Whereas with fatigue, 
there it's something that I either want or need to continue doing, but I am unable to for whatever reason. And that limit, uh, I mean, it's something I feel like you'll know it when you hit it. Um, but how to go past it, that's, for the, I think the more important thing is knowing how to fill up your reservoir rather than expand the thing first. It's like you got to know how to replenish. And then once you've gotten that pat down, then you look at how to expand that reservoir. And I guess, Ed, you know, filling up that reservoir for, for everyone is, like uh, Crush said, is, is is personal and for them to figure that out, right? But are there any yeah. tips that you can that you can think of to finding that, I guess, peace or zen or, you know... Well, it doesn't have to be peace or zen. I've seen people fill up their reservoir by going... No, no, I mean, with anything, up. like with chaos or whatever, it doesn't matter. But like, yeah. how, how do they... How, what's, the, what's the tips to help people find that for themselves? Look at what look at what you naturally seem to have energy for like look at what you'll get energy for like you could be the most lethargic you've ever been lying on the couch hating life but if something comes along you will get up full of excitement get dressed get out whatever that thing is whether it's a concert whether it is formula one whether it's shopping it could be shopping it could be fishing um like i i do not enjoy getting up early in the morning for money or love but Yes, so you guys have been witness to this. Good, lived with me. He knows mm-hmm. it. Um, but if there's an opportunity to go fishing on a Saturday or a Sunday morning, I'm up at four. No questions asked. No ritual sacrifice needed. I'm there. <laughs> right? Because, I mean, somehow the energy reservoir, there's a different one that opens. And it's like, oh, here we go. Um, so there's always something that, you can find that will give you energy that will trigger you into a response that will, you know, like all of a sudden you have a bottomless pit of energy for. Find those things. Okay. Uh, any tips from your side, Prash? No, no, I, I couldn't. I can't actually beat that, to be honest with you. That's exactly what I would have said. <laughs> yeah. I, you need to find the things 100%. that are, yeah. 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 It's exactly it. Like Gidge and I would actually sometimes we would just make time to actually just have a conversation because we know when we're completely brain dead, yeah. And then we just phone the other one and we have a conversation. And after that, we're like, okay, we shall, because yeah. it's an exciting yeah. conversation. But that's like that's our one of our ways of replenishing energy. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Talking things out, um, feeding off each other. Sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes it's just talking yeah. shit because when you like when you're talking about the same stuff and you agree on the same, like yesterday we were talking about football, right? And even though we were talking about an incident that happened, we were both like talking about it from our viewpoints and you'll find that naturally the conversation will keep going because it's like interesting for us. Yeah. Because the other person has a perspective you don't see. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's valuable because now you've, created a new neural pathway because now you're seeing something you never previously saw yeah so like it's it's your brain has grown or developed because of it but that's the it's key with with another person and different viewpoint yeah yeah it's so key what dean says you need to find those things that you enjoy right and i've like I, i continuously try to do stuff that's even if you adapt something that you like doing to something else that you like doing. So you don't have to go like I'm today, I'm going to try bungee jumping, whereas I actually enjoy playing games online. Right. So that's do an adaptation. So I try a different form of game or try a different form of uh, 
mental requirement that's similar to the one that you have, you'll find that there's different avenues that you can go down. Because going in an extreme, yes, you might find enjoyment in in thrilled sports or whatever it is. Um, but uh, it's also, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying like it, it, you generally, if you find something that you like, the other things that you like are also around that thing, you know? Sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 Adjacent activities. Essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Agree with that completely. Uh, does it, what, what that was that the answer to the question? <laughs> I forgot the question. Mentally <laughs> 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 fatigued, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yash caught us on that. Like even now, Yash caught us. Yash caught me so off guard. Today, <laughs> I, did, I did give you a few days warning, you know, that this is going to be today. Yeah, you know, we need reminders, man. Oh, man, I'm not a, I'm not a physical reminder, dude. Yes, like <laughs> By the way, you'll have, you'll have, you'll have answered um, all the questions that I had. I had about 11 of them, and through the discussions, you'll actually uh, answer all of them. <laughs> so, so, check that efficiency. So, I mean, what? It, your answers were to the point and to the queue, so you know it is. No, oh, we were figuring really out good. some shit there too. But um, yeah. I, I would say, I think you do. You have what is your points of mental fatigue? Because I can tell you clearly, there's probably three or four times in my life where I've just reached complete mental fatigue, right? Um, mm-hmm. And. I think that most people that are like sort of very self-aware or learning to be self-aware, they've reached points of mental fatigue naturally. People that have turned their lives around or changed things about themselves for the better, right? Those, those to me, people have reached points of fatigue, right? Remember, fatigue doesn't have to be a thing. It can also be emotional, right? So you've reached the point of, and it doesn't have to be external either. I've reached the point within myself that I'm tired of looking at myself this way and i need to change this thing about myself so i can look at myself in a different light that is fatigue you've reached a you've ex, yes. you've exacerbated this negative feeling within yourself mm-hmm. right that's a point of fatigue right so i can tell you maybe three at least three or four points in my life that i've reached mental fatigue or some level of fatigue right mostly mental because i mean internal stuff very nearly always is mental but um I've reached that point and I can, I can turn around, but like, can you name the points in your life where you have, and you'll find that most of them involve quite big turnarounds. Yes. Um, I can say two in the most recent past, which I mean, for me was more recent really. And both of them, I guess were emotional um, fatigue factors to me. Um, not not actually um, you know getting extraordinarily um, tired of of the particular emotions that I was feeling at that time. Um, they were just completely yeah. also very draining to me as well, like uh, draining to the point where I would be up but still remain in bed, such that you know this this entire emotional state would just leave me without energy. Because it was consuming so much of my, well, you know, my, my physical energy mm. to, to stay in that emotion sort of thing. Um, and I grew completely tired of that. Um, 
and that was nice said enough's enough um, and at that point that was you know the, 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 for me my my cue factor was that my energy was completely drained from my body so mm. for me i would i would never let myself um go go to that point again i, I remember earlier in this podcast i said i, I had a I had cues that I learned, and and that was one of the cues that came out from it. Um, so, um, for me, that was that one, and the second one was uh, a mental, a mental, um, I guess, um, stopping point, um, where I used to notice when I used to get really, really uh, brain bogged in whatever I whatever I was doing. Um, it could have been work. It could have been uh, discussions with people. Discussions. Uh, friends, family, or, or even just hobby stuff. One of the fatigue states that I noticed uh, and triggered a change within me was uh, literally pulling my hair out as, as one of my fatigue states. Mm. Um, and the moment I noticed that, um, I was like, okay, cool. This is, this is what it leads to for me. Um, and I need to change this. And it's, it's exactly like how you both mentioned where you know once you notice it you you move toward doing something else uh, either either in another area in the completely opposite so those those are the two most recent ones that i can that i can think of happened i guess uh, this year even in fact um, yeah okay um i i had a i had a couple of follow-up questions but um it's more around what did you do to fix the the thing and is putting control mechanisms always a good thing um okay so i mean couldn't i'm gonna answer the the, the second one first um control mechanisms uh, for me in my in in previous podcasts i mentioned that i didn't have a very structured life and lifestyle and things like that so a structured way of living um, suits me in particular. Um, so putting controls and measures in place so that um, I live a particular way helps me. It works for me. Now, that's not to say that um, everything goes according to plan. There will always be zigzags in the road, meanders and whatever um, in your path that come your way. And your controls and measures might fail. Um, you know, and then, you know, at some point to to those who don't uh, live a structured life that might throw chaos and whatever in, in, into their lives. It, it doesn't for me, um, because I've I've learned to 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 add some leeway and uh, you know breathing room with regards to those controls and measures and things like that. So so for me it works. Having that structure works in my life, right? So that's the second one. Mm. Second question, kind of answered. I, I'm not sure if I did completely. Um, and the first one, um, just repeat that because I think I forgot it. <laughs> so what did you do to, like, you, you've obviously gone through that point, right? And you said, I, yeah. I know that I'm never going to reach that point again, right? So yes. you've obviously put some sort of mental control system in there, right? But what did you do to um, rectify the issue? Like, like I say, I do puzzles and stuff like that. What do you do? What do you do that that like replenishes that side oh it's, it's also creative um, so I also do quite creative things I also do things that I like doing um, mm. so I'll give you a very good example it's my 3d printing area yeah um, 
you know, whenever I'm in a particular state, uh, I tend to I tend to just wake up, walk over to my 3D printing area, and pick up one of my 3D prints um, that I'm currently busy with, and just work on that for a bit. Um, and I find that that's something that's that's extraordinarily exciting to me. Um, replenishes my side and gives me a new drive to go back and continue what what initially caused me to to get into that state in the first place so it's not un, okay. not dissimilar to what each and each uh, both of you have said okay so do you ever find so you're actually designed life so that you never hit a limit <clears throat> you just like you hit the the orange zone before the red zone and then you go okay i gotta dial it back up mm. i gotta i gotta fix it yeah yeah, I built those indicators into me. Oh, it's taken some time, obviously, because you, you you need to hit the limit first in order to recognize yeah. it and what yeah. those cues are along the way. Mm. Um, and I've documented it, um, so I've actually written it down. One of one of my things is always to write things down uh, somewhere. Okay. Um, you know, I was in this state at this practice. time, and what was the timeline that drove me there? Okay. Yeah, that's so, a very good way to stay conscious of what's happening in your life. Yeah, yeah. maybe should I should do that. <laughs> we all do that. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, like, like I said, I, I built those structures in because, you know, my life was pretty unstructured before. Um, so it just works for me in particular. Like I said, I it, it works like, life for a lot of people. You, but, you know, it's okay with me. I think it will work for a lot of people, but I think it takes a lot of discipline to do what you do. And a lot of people don't have that discipline or are not willing to commit to that level of structure. It's individual, but right? I mean, you manage to accomplish because of your structure and it's remarkable. But, you know, it also, there's a certain level of sacrifice required to achieve it. Yeah, it's sort of like, I am not going to make, I'm going to promise myself that I'm not going to be um, fool, me, fool me once, fool me twice sort of person, right? I'm not going to make the same mistake yeah. again, right? Um, yeah. And I've learned from my mistakes, so I'm not going to do that again. There's a there's a nice there's a nice saying by God Gopal Das, and he says, you know, you don't you don't laugh at the same joke twice. So why do you you know why do you experience the same problems over and over again? I laugh at the same joke twice. Shit. <laughs> I do. <laughs> what do you mean? I see. Uh, but, but, okay, so you don't you don't laugh at the same joke repeatedly. Let's just not use twice. I done that too. You know when you're laughing at something and then <laughs> and then you repeat the joke and you're like ah, 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 all over again. <laughs> okay, that that saying's lost on YouTube. This car us. No, but I get I get exactly what you're saying, right? So you don't you don't um, you don't you don't hear the same joke for the first time twice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I get it. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I, I think I've discussed this with Yash before, but uh, you know you can use fatigue uh, to benefit you as well, right? Um, in some ways. Mm, um, so I, I learned this from uh, someone that was uh, like, I wouldn't say she was a psychologist. I used the wrong word earlier. She was basically like a mentor sort of thing, right? And mm -hmm. she's just, she's very experienced. She knows life. She's done like self-help and stuff like that for other people. So I, I sort of got like lucky with that. But she always like explained stuff to me and I, I picked up on it. But she said one thing because I was at the stage in my life where I was like, do I really want to work here now? Do I want to stay? Do I want to leave? And she was like, listen, 
what do you like doing? So I was at that point in my life was like, I know I like doing certain things, but are they really my passion? You know? And at that point I wasn't like, I wasn't, I wasn't a person who loved cooking. I love cooking now. It's a passion of mine. You know, I like, I like um, reading a, a lot of um, past historians and stuff like that and what they said and all of that. This is a passion of mine, right? Um, but she was like, what are your passions? And I'm like, well, she's like, what do you do for fun, right? So I was like, I play games. So she's like, here's the thing that you should do, right? Whatever you're doing that you find insanely fun, right? Do it until you are completely broken, right? Right. So take whatever it is that you're doing. Right. So what is the thing that you enjoy doing, Dean? What is it that you enjoy doing? Right. That you can do now. Like right now. Dean. Yeah. Well, say this weekend. Say this weekend. Give me something that you can do this don't weekend. Say don't, that say, you... don't say. Don't say watching Liverpool win or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It must be something that you can continuously do, right? Um, you can do over and over again. If if it's Probably watching Liverpool, win. Watch Liverpool win. No, no, that's fine. If the if if you can do that, then you must pick all the Champions League games that they have and start from the morning and watch it till you die, right? Um, when I say die, I mean like I mean mentally, you can't watch you can't watch another game before you fall asleep, you know. That's what I'm saying, right? Completely break yourself, right? So, what is something that you enjoy doing? I was gonna say like a recent example, and okay, recent is not a good word, but something a few months ago, um, I really because of Prashant, I was watching Fairy Tale. Uh, it's an anime, mm. uh, and that's oh, something. If I didn't stop myself, I would have just continued. Oh watching. God, you are so addicted now to Fairy Tale. No, but okay, that's fine, right? That's fine, right? So what I would say is there would have to be some point within the day where you just couldn't keep your eyes open anymore, right? You'd have to call it at that point. Um. I made the choice when the sun was coming up that it was probably a healthy decision to sleep. Right. So, okay, fine. Right. Okay. Pick something that actually involves mental activity, right? Because what you're doing now is you're binging, right? Now, binging is easy, right? Pick something that has mental activity, right? Fairy tale is very mental because they built so much into that story. Okay, fine. Like, right. but Hashima put so many thinking points in there that it was just. Like when you're watching it, you you don't you're not passively watching it. You're actively watching it because there's yeah. always things that you're referring back. Okay, like, fine. Like for example, Dean identifies with uh, look at look at his statuses on WhatsApp. Uh, of the, look at the amount of fairy tale statuses on WhatsApp these past months, Coach. Uh, I only see Liverpool. So that's all I see. There's been news on <laughs> okay. recently. Pay, pay particularly attention to all the fairy tale references that he has there. Yeah, 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 look, okay. Okay, so I, I know what Dean went through because I literally started reading Fairy Tale when they released the first episode, right? So I know yeah. what he's talking about, right? And it was one of those series where I couldn't wait for them to release the whole year's worth of episodes to read it. Usually I do that, right? I couldn't wait. I had to read it every week, right? Because it's that good and Dean's not lying, right? But my, the point that I need to get to, right, because we feel completely off topic, but the point is, and what she said, what she said, and it, it like, it made so much sense to me after I did it, right? She said, listen, do whatever it is that you enjoy. And for me, it was gaming at the time, right? So she's like, do it until you literally can't do anything anymore. You're like just about to pass out, right? So you're getting to that point where you need to pass out. So for you, Dean, because it's anime and you're not actually acting, right? You're, there's no activity. You're just sitting and watching, right? It may take you past the morning, but whatever, right? You get to this point where you can't do anything anymore and you're just about to fall off to sleep, Right? At that point, take out a pen and a page, right? And literally write down, right? The top five things that are your passions, the top five things that you hate, 
the top five things that you don't like about yourself, the top five things that you like about yourself, and the top five things that you want to change and you want to do. You'll find that the answers that you write down just before you pass out, right, and you read them later, those are the most truest answers that you can have because you've completely removed the mental aspect. So you yeah, don't you just write that's mean you don't overthink something, you just you don't just think at all. all. Yeah, you're reacting. Yeah, just yeah. just Instinctive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that is where I would say fatigue is probably the best. But remember, it's fatigue from a positive point of view. You've literally expended all your positive energy, right? And now you're just going to act on instinct, right? And that, for me, I think is probably. And she used that example because obviously, no one's going to ask you to go and work until you're blue in the face and then go write something. You'll be the most frustrated person in the world, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, when you do that, you're at the most calm and centered position in the world. And that I found literally is a way you can use uh, fatigue positively. Like, if you want to think about something and you want an answer to something from within yourself, obviously, because getting an answer from outside most of the time is a waste of time right so if you want an answer from yourself about something right do it after you've done something that you completely enjoy right i'm not saying you have to break yourself and get into mental fatigue but get it to a place where you're very calm and you're comfortable right and you're happy and you'll find that most of the time you can use that as in a, in a positive in a positive way what are you at mental fatigue like when you played dota until you're about to fall asleep is that mental fatigue or physical fatigue so okay with dota it's both right i mean okay yeah like dota it's mentally taxing and you also your neck and your back go after a while yeah but i mean like you you just like you're tired bro you like i can't like he i, I can't make it anymore i'm physically i need to sleep right because okay but you have to physically if you're, if you're, if you're, and then like for example like you can't I always say to to you guys around two o'clock in the morning as well. Like I, I can't do this. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we play another game, but you like you can't do it anymore because you like my. It's and not I that choose, my, yeah, and I choose yeah. someone who doesn't have to be involved, and I don't yeah. have to use my brain, and I yeah. don't like I choose sniper mid, and then like I I, I just do nothing. See, the, the thing with Dota is that I, I think the thing with gaming to that point is it's both physical and mental fatigue because you you know how your brain works, right? It will suck up all the energy in your body to compute. Right, and when you've sucked yeah, up all that yeah. energy, right, you're not only yeah, you're not only mentally fatigued, you're also physically fatigued because it's not like you're gonna pick up and go run a marathon, right? Yeah. Even though you've just been sitting there, you can't go get up and go do exercise, right? You could, but you'll just be tired, right? Um, and that that for me is like it, that's the point that you want to get to. Now, I'm not saying as a person you need to go and play 28 hours worth of gaming. I'm saying get to a point where you naturally know that if you called it for the day, you'd be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's that's the point. Like you could, like Yash says, you can keep playing, right? But it'd be an empty shell, you know? And that is the point where which I consider fatigue. Or, or, okay. or that point where you can actually use, you can, you can use the instinctual side of yourself to a benefit. I like that. That's a cool idea. Well, the, I, she told me to try it and the answers that I got, I only did it like once or twice, but the answers that I got from that was like, it was all I needed. Was this, old, was this the old Jedi lady at ESCOM? Yeah. yeah. No, it's the exact same one. Yeah, so. I learned I a lot from that lady. I think she's an actual self-help person now. I must find out. She might be an actual Jedi. 
<laughs> well, she, she had a lot of good advice because I think it just comes from experience, right? The more experience we have, the better advice we can give. True. Very true. Very true. Uh, I think fatigue is one of those things where you, for me, it's always one of those things where you also have to look at it in terms of like, how much flow do I have? How much time am I spending on doing something? Is it menial? Is it tiring me out? Is it... But then you also need to find a way to replenish. And a lot of people take holidays and stuff like that. But for me, I, I don't know about you, but the week, if I take, if, if I'm on holiday, I prefer being in the same environment I am now. I just do something different. Like if I take a week off, I don't necessarily have to go somewhere else. I understand that it's a, it, it's a sort of mental resetter. But for me, the, the, the point of not doing the same thing is the resetter. That's 100% it. Like when I talked about going down to Durban and spending time with friends and family and stuff, that might not necessarily be the preferable way to do it, but that's just what the routine was. Yeah. Because, I mean, you don't have that much time to go and see family and friends yeah, that live sure. on the other side of the country yeah. because you're busy and you've got, you're got trying to build a career for yourself mm-hmm. and a life in your own space. So you want to maximize that time. And it's very different. Sometimes if you're not careful, you come back more drained than you, you left with, you know, but you're yeah. just a different kind of drained. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like you, you, you really do need to put the effort in to actually spend some time with yourself and figure out what your recharge components are mm-hmm. and then make sure you do those things. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, guys, do you have any other closing comments to make? Anything that you'd like to add or any questions that you would like to ask? I think in the, the current state that we're in, you know, like global or local lockdowns or, you know, like this has been a taxing period and it's like nearly two years worth of lockdown for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. I implore anyone listening to this to actually take the time to figure out what it is that you need to recharge because so many of us are either completely fatigued or on the raggedy edge of finding out where that limit really is or have been on the limit for so long mm-hmm. and just maybe don't know how to approach it, but just... Just take the time and, you know, spend some time with yourself and figure it out because it's important. Yeah. Uh, i am actually gotten to a point now where going into the office might be less taxing than working from home. Um, for me, I mean, so, so we've... I don't know if I'm there yet. Huh? Yeah, no, no, no I'm, I'm also not there at all. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> To be honest, it's a grudge thing for me to actually get into the office nowadays. No, no, I mean, like, I understand that it's still a grudge thing. I think it's just a point of people that don't understand boundaries. If people understood boundaries, I wouldn't care. That's very true. But, I mean, it's like, I think in your environment, when you shut down at three, it's like, well, I'm giving it time, but whatever time you shut down, right, that's the time you shut down, right? Nobody's going to bother you after that. Um, I guess it's the same with me, but the thing is, is that people don't have an don't have an they have an expectation of you to deliver over and above because you're in you're you're in a comfortable environment and that i think is a no-no and i think a lot of people are experiencing that like for me i don't like working more than the allotted hours they get paid not because i'm not committed to my job but because it's a transaction oh that's uh that that's save that for another 
day because that's no, what but that's exactly about. what mental fatigue is. You know, I mean, mental fatigue stems from the fact that people are overdoing something that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, but I mean, what you're talking about, what you mentioned just now, um, you've essentially what you've you've labeled what's been going on, which is the diluting of the economic value of employees. Yeah, but that's, I mean, you know, that's the... That's what the job is, right? I mean, they pay you for your time. Yeah. I mean, you're trading... Yeah, yeah, you're trading your life for your money. Yes, and essentially what whole If they expect you to deliver after hours or, you know, you expect it to be online for more hours, they've essentially diluted your value. Yeah. That's exactly it. And people that needs to be spoken. About more. But I mean, the, the literal negative half of that entire conversation is mental fatigue. And burnout. But it's a, it's a worth discussion as well. I mean, it's this fatigue, 100% you're right there. But yeah. essentially, like they've just cut your, your, your value, your worth down yeah. without any discussion. Yeah. Just like you were getting paid X amount per hour. Now you're going to, you know, we want two more hours on top of that, but we're going to pay the same. Yeah. Cause remember that mental fatigue is a stopping point, but it's not the end of the line. You understand that, right? The end yeah. of the line is burnout. And when I was doing studies, I did a whole case study on burnout, right? And burnout for me, like we understand fatigue and saturation are the point where like I can't go anymore. Right. Burnout is when they keep telling you to go. Right. And that is what's happening now. Right. And mental fatigue is way pushed way past that. And when you get to the stage of burnout, it's actually negative. What happens is negative repercussions because now you've spent time, you haven't spent time with all your family and whatever. Right. But also you've, you've degraded yourself. Like, Look at all those people. Like, look at, I, I can use myself as an example. I studied so hard. I stopped training and eating correctly. Right. So now I've picked up weight. But because of the weight, you have these other effects like you increase your fat content in your body, you decrease your health, um, you decrease your life expectancy. Right. Um, and that yeah. is that is repercussions of going past mental fatigue or not past mental fatigue, but dragging mental fatigue to burnout. Right. And that is literally half the discussion yeah. of mental fatigue. And if you if you don't if you as Dean says, if you don't value your own personal time, what's going to happen is at some point there's parts of your life that you're going to completely forget about. Yeah. You neglect it to the point where it disappears. Yeah, but it's not even like it's your fault anymore. You're committed to something because it's you know, it's my lifeblood, right? If I don't do it, I'm gonna get fired. Right? Or my boss is not going to be happy and I'm not going to get the promotion and I'm not going to blah, 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 blah. It carries on. You can give yourself a hundred different things to say that this is what's going to happen negatively if I don't do what they're asking of me. But, and I understand this. I mean, like, I can't say that you shouldn't do it, right? What I should be saying is, should you be in a situation where someone devalues your eight hours, right? Now, there's obviously the case of if you're doing nothing during those eight hours, then whose fault is it really? But if you're committing for those eight hours, right, and you do, and uh, if you're committing for those eight hours, personally for me, if I'm committing for eight hours and you ask me to go extra, I'm sorry, but that is not happening, right? But I've put my foot in the sand and I've drawn the line. But not everybody's like that. Yes. Some people will be like, no, it's fine. I'll work the 12 hours or whatever because they're paying me, you know. And a lot of our friends do that, right? And when they have these discussions about, you know, I was working so hard and I worked till like 
and you like we call people and they're still on work calls and stuff like that and you're speaking to them on like a friday night or whatever because sometimes we do group calls and if someone is on a work call i'm like why what is going on like do you you understand that you don't owe them this right but i can't be the one to say that because it their life is different and i can't say you mustn't do that maybe they're committed to something and they enjoy doing it there's a different side to it right maybe it challenges it but understand that when you reach a point of mental fatigue you must understand that there's the other side of it because once you go past mental fatigue and you continuously run run down right you're going to start forgetting stuff that you're supposed to be doing right and I think personal health should take preference over and my company does that well they're like listen if you're having a bad day and you need a break I understand and if you need to take time take time because we'd rather have an employee that's working at 80 to 100% than have an employee that's working at 20 to 30%. Yeah. Right. That's and, a very good that's a very good point you bring up as well. You know the support factor of Yeah. Um, who supports you um how to get support and things like that um, and just just taking that time off really yeah and my team does that well like if i tell my manager listen but i'm committed right so when i need to deliver i deliver right but yeah. when i know that i'm having a bad day and i know that i don't have to deliver right away right and i can still finish my work within the allotted period of time or whatever it is then you know what mm-hmm. you are okay i have leave days so i just take leave days but some people don't some people just don't do anything some people work extra and then they don't even get paid overtime you know i never i don't i don't understand it but i'm i can't speak for other people so personally for me if i'm not getting paid overtime i'm not working overtime yeah but you're also in a position where you can put your foot down a lot of people aren't like you're if you're not going to be yeah. the person that works overtime they'll just move you along and they'll find someone who will right so that's exactly that's that's what i mean though i mean some people don't have that choice right um yeah uh but then you have to ask yourself listen are you okay with that and if you are saying yeah it's, i don't have another choice or whatever it is then look i can't say i'm not going to say you know it's your fault you you need to change your environment leave your job blah 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 I can't say that because it's not easy to get a job out there either. I mean to be no, fair, right? like not now. Either. Yeah. But the thing is is that you need to also understand that if you keep going and you're actually a person that's reaching mental fatigue and burnout consistently, right? At some point, yeah, even if you get the position that you wanted, is it going to get any better? No. Can you live like that? That's the question. Yeah. So you need to also be able to answer those questions for yourself. Can I keep going like this? And I realized no I can't, right? At one point I was like, dude, if I keep going like this I'm going to have a heart attack. So I was yeah. like, no, I need to stop and then I decided. But once again it's it's just knowing that limit and seeing seeing the negative effects, knowing the limit and then making the change. Yeah, you kind of need to hit some sort of wall, right? Cuz I used to be one of those people that worked 16 hour days. I used to leave work at half past 8 when the guards were locking the offices. Right? Who does that, right? Mm-hmm. Um uh but the thing is is that I used to do that in my first job actually yeah, by yeah, the way as well. Bro, yeah. I used to leave when the guards yeah, were closing the offices. I was like he's like yeah, we're, we're closing up now and I'm like oh shit, I need to leave. Okay, save save, I'll carry on tomorrow, right? And I did that for like 3 yeah. or 4 years. I got to this point where I was like no way not anymore. 
right? And but the thing is, is that I I, I was lucky enough to make that decision for myself, right? And I'm also lucky enough to say, listen. I I cannot accept any more in terms of this is I'm not going to do anymore right not everybody's like that so it's also a thing of like if put it to you this way right I'm one of those people that I would leave if they ask me to do stuff that I'm not comfortable doing I'll just leave even if it means I take a pay cut for like thirty percent whatever the case. But I'm committed to certain things with like Yash is committed to the orange zone within his his range. That's my orange zone. Right? Mm. And I think you need to draw the line for yourself as a person and say, these are the things that I'm willing to do, these are the things that I'm not wanting to, because this is more important to me than this and this and this. And I view money and work as a as an exchange. I view it that way, but I mean not everybody's the same, right? Other people don't have a choice. Yeah, it's not an exchange, it's survival for them. Yeah. Some people work three jobs, but I, I can't compete with that. No, yeah, well, that's true. Like, we, we don't have the context for what they go through. Mm. Okay, cool. Can't think so, not for me. I think let's not leave people in the worst position, I suppose, when they uh, finish listening to this. I think there are positive sides to mental fatigue, and you can learn where your 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 mental fatigue points are, but also understand how and what you like to do, as Dean said, to replenish those sides. Because it's important that you not run yourself down, but do the things that you like doing as well. A lot of people watch TV, Netflix, all those things. If that's what you like, do it. And yeah, then, I think uh, also like learn the difference between like switching off and recharging because I think maybe Netflix is something you do to switch off, but does it actually recharge you? And ask yourself yeah. that question. Like, do I feel recharged after this? Do I feel energized? And mm. if the answer is no, then, you know, there's nothing wrong with switching off. But every, like, maybe two days out of a week, instead of switching off, do something to recharge. You know, you can still mm. switch off three days a week, but, you know, after work. But then do something, do something to recharge yourself, you know. Mm. And make a list. Like, keep a list of what, things you know recharge you and then add to that list so that you have options. Like Ashton. Yeah. To you listeners, thank you so much for listening in to our rambles at times. And we hope you gain some value that you can use in your life. So this is your bro code signing off. Have a powerful day. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.